Philip uh, says to Jesus when Jesus asks, where are we going to find, uh, where are we going to have enough money to buy enough bread to feed this entire crowd? And Philip says to him, six months wages wouldn't even buy a little bit for each person. Andrew says, well, here's a boy with five loaves and two fish, but what is that for this big crowd? These two disciples have sort of an attitude of of complaint or an attitude of they can't quite see how there could be an abundance here. Yet an abundance is what's given. And I think we can relate to this attitude of complaining, particularly about not having enough, right? I don't have enough, usually, money. I don't have enough money to be able to do this or to be able to get that. I think we can relate to that. But look what happens in the story. We don't have enough money to buy enough food for everyone. We don't have, we only got five loaves and two fish. It's not enough to feed these people. Yet, once they go out, once the thanksgiving is given by Jesus and they go out and they start distributing the food, God provides a multitude. And everyone gets enough. Everyone gets as much as they wanted. They're filled There's an abundance of food. Now, I'm not here to tell you that you can simply, you know, as long as you're thankful, then God is going to give you an abundance of, you know, whatever it is in your life, money or possessions. Because motives actually really matter as well, don't they? So it's not as though you can say, well, I I can only afford $40,000 for my new car, but uh, the car I really want is $60,000. So I'll just be thankful for what I can afford, and then maybe God will make it so that I can get the better one. Right? That, that's not how this works. Yet, a lot of us buy houses that way. That's uh, kind of interesting. Um, it, they were feeding people some pretty basic things, weren't they? They were feeding hungry people who happened to be there to learn about Jesus. The motives matter. They were feeding people. Yes, they got their fill, but they got the fill of loaves and fish, some pretty basic kind of food to fill their need. Jesus also says, seek first the kingdom of God and seek his righteousness. Then all these things will be added unto you. Our motives matter when we're seeking the kingdom, when we, we shouldn't have that attitude of complaint in regards to the things of God, right? When we're seeking the kingdom, our attitude needs to be one of thanksgiving. We should try to weed out complaint all the time. But when we're seeking the kingdom and our attitude is one of complaint, our vision gets blinded or obscured. We stop seeing the abundance that's possible. We need to shift from an attitude of complaint to an attitude of thanksgiving. And and look at when Jesus gives thanks. It's not after everybody has gotten everything, right? It's not after the bounty is experienced. Jesus gives thanks for the five loaves and the two fish. And then he distributes it to the crowd. We need to give thanks even when it looks like there isn't an abundance. Even when it looks like there isn't enough. 
that's the appropriate place for Thanksgiving. And it's also an appropriate Thanksgiving for it to happen afterwards, after the experience of abundance. We should give thanks in all things, the Apostle Paul writes. Give thanks in all circumstances. We need to shift from an attitude of complaint, which we often have. Go Think about your week that you go throughout your week, and how many times are you complaining about things? Not enough of this, I don't have enough time, and here I am stuck in traffic, stupid traffic in Winnipeg. You know, I, we, we have this attitude of complaint, we've got to shift that to an attitude of thanksgiving. Wow, I've got a car and I'm stuck in traffic, this is, this is fantastic. <laughs> I'm so thankful I have a car and it's actually running today. I'm so thankful I have a job to drive to. Too bad I'm going to be late. But think about what blessings we've been given and how we can be thankful for those. The, the second bit of this story, which comes out more in the other tellings of the gospel, but I really wanted the little boy. The little boy only shows up in John. And uh, so I wanted to have that part of the story when we told it. Um, the other Gospels are really clear that Jesus gets his disciples to go and do the distribution, which I really like that, um, because it was, I, I imagine it pretty much how it happened here. Jesus gives them, you know, a few loaves of bread and some fish, and then says, okay, go feed the crowd, and what did, what did the boys have to do? Well, they sort of go and start thinking, well, are you serious? Like, um, start giving it out. And then God provides the multitude. But look at the order of things. It's not that God provided this great thing and, oh, look at what God's doing. Let's get involved in that. It's that Jesus gives the instruction. His disciples are obedient and faithful, even though they have no idea how it's going to work out. And then God provides. Right? Our faithfulness and our obedience to Christ needs to come even when it looks like it's not going to work out. Now, we can't guarantee you that it's going to all the time, every time, work out exactly as it was in the feeding of the 5,000, and that's not the point. The disciples didn't know it was going to work out. Sometimes we will be obedient and faithful, and it'll feel like it didn't work out. But what about those times when we're obedient and faithful and God does do something great and miraculous? Don't we want to take the chance and have, you know, 10 times failing, and have that one of, wow, unbelievable that God did that. So there's the attitude of thanksgiving, but there's also the attitude of faithful trust in our obedience to Christ. The thing is, in the end, we're not in charge of the abundance. We're not in charge of the increase. And if we truly trust in God then we will trust that there is supposed to be an outpouring of blessing when there is supposed to be an outpouring of blessing. If we truly trust God, then it's not up to us to say whether the feeding of the 5,000 actually works out or not. It's up to God to say that. Our job is to be faithful, to trust that God is going to do what God is going to do, whether it's to feed the 5,000 or whether it only worked out that 10 got fed. Our job is not to judge that or to figure out the outcome. Our job is to be faithful, to trust in God. And if we truly trust, then what happens 
will be according to what God's plan is. God is the one who's the great provider. Our job is to put away complaint and focus instead on thanksgiving, faithfulness, and obedience. Now, what I'd like to do, I don't know how far the kids have gotten on their craft, but I do need some help for the end of the story, because we didn't finish the story, in case you didn't notice. Um, there's a couple of verses at the end of the story. And so can I get some of the kids back? I don't necessarily need them all if they're, if they're busy, because we, we're going to use these here. Some of the kids have disappeared. Nana's, Nana and Aaron are going to help. So there's that. I would like everyone to keep either a loaf or a fish. That's the one that you ate, and you're going to keep that with you as a reminder today that God provides for you. Okay, so keep that. But everything else is going to be the leftovers. Okay? So you've got to go collect the leftovers, okay? So go collect the leftovers. Go around and people will put their... So everything that's there, throw it in one of the baskets. And I'll read to you the end of the story. Yep. Everyone keeps one. Keep one each. You can keep one if... Yeah, sure. Matthew eats a little extra there, so he's going to take two. All right, and here's the end of the story. So I'll just go back to verse 11. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he'd given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as much as they wanted. It's okay, Aaron. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over so that nothing may be lost. And so they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled 12 baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. 12 baskets of leftovers. I mean, talk about an abundance from God, right? It wasn't, the story doesn't end with, and they were all filled and had enough to eat, and everyone was happy and satisfied. The story ends with the disciples going, and each of those 12 disciples collects a basket full. And there's even some scholars who've uh, tried to figure out what kind of baskets, because, you know, scholars try to do those sorts of things. And the thinking is, is that these were not sort of, these were not like this, these little things. And the thinking is, is that the baskets were actually quite large. Okay, so kind of big baskets. And all of the leftovers or pieces that have broken off, 12 of them. I mean, that's God's abundance. It's, it's almost wasteful in how abundant it is, right? What happened to those leftovers? Maybe pack them up for the next part of the journey, I don't know. But that's how God gives. That's how God wants to provide in your life is this overabundance of good things for your life. What a wonderful story. Thank you for the help this morning, kids. I appreciate that.